Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard and welcome to Season 3 of the One Giant Mind Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Josh Blau, an old mate, One Giant Mind teacher, yoga teacher and kirtan master. He asked a a really great question about embodiment, Uh, asked me to break it down um, as it pertains to the, the practice of meditation and living a fulfilling life. I'm sure you'll get something really nice out of this one. Enjoy. You talk a lot about embodiment, and I would love to hear you unpack embodiment as its own topic, what it looks like, the degrees of it, and, and how it, how we are it in the world. When I use the term embodiment, I, it's an abbreviated version of a bigger statement, which is the embodiment of our true nature. Because we can embody being an absolute asshole right <laughs> so we need to be very specific here um when we when i talk about embodiment i'm referring to the dedication the commitment the vigilance the diligence to living the experience of love how i've described in previous episodes which is just as a recap cultivating the innocent instinct to nurture greater connection with myself first and then with others the the nurturing and openness the willingness to share in what it is that i'm experiencing and what you are experiencing in a way that reveals to us the underlying universal nature of our existence And in doing so, cultivating a a deeper sense of belonging to ourselves, each other, everything. That's that's my definition of love. So when I talk about embodiment, we are embodying what it means to, to live that as much as we can in any moment. Embodiment doesn't imply perfection which is the, the big misconception around at least my definition. Embodiment implies vigilance. Vigilance means I'm aware of the fact that I can forget, and when I do, I am diligent in bringing myself back to the truth as quickly as possible mm. and not spending a moment beating myself up or anybody else f- as being the, pro- the cause or the problem for why I forgot. The why I forgot doesn't matter so much when there is remembering all we need to do is give our attention to the remembering if you're always embellishing the 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 why i forgot is a problem then that's where you're going to exist it's it's healthy to acknowledge it in some structured format you know if we're engaged in work with a therapist then it's really good to highlight the the narrative around our forgetfulness only to the extent that our intellect is resolved enough to surrender completely to the heart. And then we just put our attention on what it is we want to be. And so the transference of forgetfulness to remembering is 
a really important aspect of the principle of embodiment because until we are completely embodied, that's what's taking place. When I say completely embodied, I mean the bouts of forgetfulness are almost undetectable. The process of getting to that requires that we forget regularly and sometimes for periods of time and that we become okay with that. All we're doing is giving our attention to his understanding with the spirit of curiosity without any disdain or value judgment associated that actually just keeps us ingrained in the the themes of forgetfulness you know we wake up we realize that we've 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 forgotten who we are we realize we've been behaving in a particular way out of fear out of desperation out of jealousy out of you know whatever it is resentment we wake up we see it and then what often happens is we realize that you know we've done this to we've made that person feel that way and we've done this and oh my god i'm such a fool and what have i done and and then next thing you know we turn what we were to the outside world on ourselves, and then we've gone back to sleep again <laughs> and that's all fine that's part of the forgetfulness but when we're talking about embodiment we're talking about a vigilance and a diligence to be ever attentive to the subtlety of the way in which we are in relationship to ourself. Embodiment implies first and foremost a personal relationship, who we are with ourself. And then, as a secondary effect, how we are in the world. A lot of people I've noticed when pursuing embodiment are seeking to be something for the world before they are themselves. Mm. They and as a result project a persona of who they want to be without actually fully landing at that place within their heart. Kind of like a fake it till you make it deal. And this is problematic for all involved. <laughs> and all of it's fine. You know, it's all fine because it will ultimately resolve itself. All of it's unsustainable. It will resolve itself eventually. <laughs> but while we're talking about it, let's just hone in on... Because I'm, I, I, I'm making the assumption that if you're listening to this podcast, you, you, you've already done some work, uh, inward work, deep self-reflection. You've got a practice of meditation. You're desiring to be more of who you know yourself to be and less of who you don't want to be. And so the pursuit for embodiment is there. And this will invariably, if it hasn't already, reveal itself. <laughs> Something you've got to confront. Be less concerned with who you are for the world and more, be more concerned with who you are for yourself. Establish a deep, loving, authentic relationship with yourself, kindness, compassion, Vigilance motivated by the instinct that is already in you to grow ever deeper in connection with yourself. To know who you are 
and to know how you wish to express yourself, uncompromised. Put your attention on that, and that will invariably create a personality structure that is life-affirming, nurturing of all your relationships. If you are innocently that with yourself, then you will spontaneously be that with the world. We don't need to construct our personality for the world. What we're seeking to do is deconstruct any pretense that is about trying to control the way people perceive us. We're not interested in trying to control the way people perceive us. We're interested in being as expressive of who and what we are and allow the opportunity for that beauty to be seen quietly just like nature it's always there beautiful if the distractions are removed you'll notice it and you'll go oh. and it's not like going yo what's up man check out my new kicks <laughs> or something to embellish that they they need to be recognized as being better than what they already are. And there's a lot of that going on. We are eminently beautiful and adorable and fascinating in our most innocent state. And that's a very confrontational thing to conceive of when when we're doing this work and we're deep in our stuff and the pain and the, the narratives of our unworthiness and our unlovability and the lack of value that we think we are, very difficult, difficult to conceive of us being beautiful in the eyes of somebody else. And so the, the instinct is to try and sort of dress it up somehow to make it acceptable because belonging is an intrinsic part of our our well-being we need to belong and so for oh, i think i'm pretty terrible here so i need to kind of construct something in order to make me more palatable to the people i want to belong to so when we're talking about embodiment what we're talking about is learning to be increasingly more comfortable with the imperfection of the human experience and recognize the perfection in that and to be very gentle very patient very kind to ourself and at the same time vigilant dedicated committed to ever deepening the relationship confronting what we resist and it's incumbent on us to sustain enthusiasm for that. Mm. And so we have to find the sweet spot. We can't always just be doing the work and, you know, and dwelling in the heaviness of our past. We need to also go and have a good time. Do things that bring us joy. Balance it. Just balance. This is all part of what I would describe as embodiment, the practice of embodiment. 
and it's a process and it's themed by ever increasing awareness so you are you are embodied in any moment that you realize how you've evolved from the previous mm. all it requires is the recognition of of what was happening before that you didn't want to be you're back you're back online i just had a revelation it doesn't need to be followed with self-loathing and berating yourself it, you need to celebrate that moment for what it is i just realized that i just spoke poorly or did this or did that Woo-hoo, let's celebrate it as opposed to you idiot i think that's the most important thing to talk about when we're talking about embodiment this might be a follow-up episode or, or not um yeah i can my intellect is trying to put embodiment and enlightenment in a box so is it sounds like there's a lot of crossover or similarity is it the same thing is it a, a different way of describing it or is it a stepping stone towards the experience of enlightenment both it is the it is the pathway to enlightenment but embodiment doesn't cease once you become enlightened enlightenment is just a term to describe somebody that no longer forgets who they are the truth of who they are the deepest truth of who they are that's all it is and if we continue doing this work the truth is revealed and then to what extent that is sustained from from moment to moment is really determined by the degree to which you've conditioned your nervous system and your brain to stabilize that experience to the degree to which you have sufficiently released the memory the emotional memory stored and given yourself permission to have compassion for that for that whole narrative and see the 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 truth and the beauty of it the extent to which you've done that sufficiently is the extent to which you have stabilized the experience of the truth of who you are embodiment as i said is the stabilization of the the the, tr- the truth of our deepest nature which is love for attention to be perpetually reflective on how it can bring its fulfillment into a space where there is lack of that and to masterfully fill that space with the most elegantly sufficient amount of attention to bring to elevate it into a status where it becomes self-sufficient in its ability to reciprocate to do that as well seamlessly almost to the extent that it's undetectable like it didn't even happen almost going unnoticed because that's what nature's doing it's what it's orchestrating is so profound in our consciousness in every moment the intelligence the organizing power every moment is conceived and constructed in such a way 
that is in direct alignment with what it is we individually need to experience in every moment. The intelligence behind that is just unfathomable. And yet it goes about it and we hardly notice it. Except for perhaps when we think of somebody and three seconds later, there they are. We'll, we'll notice it. We'll go, oh, wow, how did that happen? That can't be a coincidence because it's happened like six times this week. These kinds of things we're noticing. But you pull back the curtain on that machine and you're like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> it's profound. And so in, in, enlightenment is the, the integrated experience of the knowingness of the role that we play in nature. And the participation as nature participates, quietly, joyfully, without need of thanks or praise. Mm. Anything else? Thank you. That's Thank great. you. Thank you for taking some time to listen to the One Giant Mind podcast. If you're somebody that hasn't yet got a regular meditation practice, One Giant Mind offers a couple of ways in which you can make that happen right now. You can go to onegiantmind.com and have a look at our teacher directory. We've got hundreds of teachers around the world teaching the One Giant Mind being technique, both in person and online. And if for whatever reason you're unable to get to one of those courses, you could download our free Learn to Meditate app. It's called One Giant Mind. It's got a 12-step course that'll get you started. And if you're already a regular meditator and feel deeply called to bring this beautiful practice into the world, we strongly encourage you to check out our One Giant Mind Teacher Training Academy. We train passionate meditators to become powerful leaders in their community, equipped with tools to empower others to know themselves very intimately. We teach a powerful process of how to run a meditation course and facilitate the building and growing of a community. And we would love to welcome you into our global family of teachers. A special thanks to our show producer, Daniel Tucker, a.k.a. Spiritual Tradie, our music composer, the one and only Ali Liberman, and all of the One Giant Mind team.